find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? We are live and alive from the 415. Yes, the most nostalgic city to me, the Wash Lord, San Francisco. This is another 100% museum quality free game episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Slang, a.k.a. Ben Baller, a.k.a. Back9Ben, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson. Sorry, y'all. I'm a little under the weather. My voice a little fucked up, but we still gonna get into it. This show is produced by the majestic award-winning podcast duo, Miles and Jordan, aka the Dust Brothers. We are back two times a week. All right. We got just two weeks left until we drop a bomb. It's Monday, y'all. Let's get right the fuck into it. Lakey, hit me one time. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, first off, I'm sick as fuck. My whole body is sore as shit. I've been low-key sick for almost two weeks now. But I've been high-key sick for about 10 hours. You know, it's four in the morning. I feel crazy as hell. But, you know, we, we got to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to... uh hop on a plane soon, kids go to school, and then fucking, uh, I need to cancel my day. I just feel crazy. Uh, anyways, it's been about eight months since I've been in Frisco, and that is easily the longest gap in 10 plus years. It's actually crazy when I think about it. It was like right at the start of uh, separation and divorce, you know what I'm saying, the city, and it was just, man, whether it be bad memories, good memories, just a lot of memories out here. Um, but it was a really short trip, and the kids are bugging out about leaving. Like, I don't want to go. I'm like, school, and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear this shit. Okay. But I do know that, you know, they're, they're struggling a little bit. In the last 14 years, we have spent 12 of them in the Bay for Christmas. So, again, it's a weird time for them, for sure. For me, for everyone. But uh, I want to run today's show a little different. We're going to address some crazy shit going on in pop culture, sports, that type of stuff before we get into the free game. All right. That's how I wanted to actually just start the show, but I wanted to give you guys a little reason why. But my dog, Shohei Otani, has just signed to my beloved Dodger Blue for $700 million. Yes, Shohei Otani has signed with Los Angeles Dodgers for $70 million a year for 10 years. He's locked the fuck in. To be honest, I think he's probably going to get a crib next to me. Because a lot of the Dodgers live near me. Now, what does that mean for LA and for the Dodgers? We still need pitching. To tell you the truth, I would love if we could fucking sign... Someone like Blake Snell, it's my dog, it's my boy. Because we need pitching to help for win. That To win for sure, that's just period, point blank. I don't want to hear shit about Kershaw anymore. He's just, he's washed. He's toast. 
you know, um, Shohei can't pitch for at least another season. But I tell you what, this motherfucker got at least 35, at least 30 home runs a year in him for a while. You know, he could be the GOAT designated hitter for us, uh, period. All right. Our squad is nasty right now. We got offense, you know what I'm saying? We need that motherfucking defense. And it's time for us to not choke in October. But for those motherfuckers like, you spend that much money and blah, blah, you don't understand how sports works, okay? There isn't a bigger baseball franchise than the Dodgers except the fucking Yankees. And to tell you the truth right now, we fuck around and win, you know what I'm saying, one, two more, that Yankee legacy might low-key be kind of, you know, it, it, they've been simmering for a little bit, you know? I know Aaron Judge is kind of crushing, but it's been a minute since them Jeter days, you know, we're going to generate 250, 300 million fucking dollars in the next year or two. Like, this is LA. Like, you know what I mean? And Dodger Stadium is crushing it. it, it this is, yo, he made the right decision. I wasn't mad if we didn't get him, but I will say I was ready to cuss Dave Roberts the fuck out. I was like, yo, bro, you fucked this meeting up. But then we realized, Shohei didn't want to do, I'm sorry, he didn't want to move, I don't think out of SoCal. So, you know, he's like, fuck it, I'm moving 40 minutes north. Now, the thing is, he could have moved 40 minutes south, San Diego. They just can't afford him, you know what I'm saying, with all the fuck shit they did. And, and the Padres did, um, Tatis, Machado, Soto, that shit didn't work. So, you know, look, you're with a true legacy team, a true dynasty in sports and like man dodgers all that shit i think he's gonna get a crib up you know and then man it's a lot of cheese now speaking of cheese i told y'all john ron was gonna make it official on thursday and he did john ron has signed with live golf officially 600 mil 300 mil up front that's got nothing to do with the money he'll win on the tour. He could fuck around and win another $7,500 million next season just on the actual tour. And he has a stake of Callaway. So it's going to be interesting because for the last two seasons, no golf club brand has brought a tour truck to any of the tours. Now, trust me, there's European tour trucks. Okay, Taylor May got them, Callaway got them, Tyler has them, but... They haven't supported Liv. And that's why I said in the last episode that I respected Ping for saying what they did. Now, Callaway's in an interesting position. I don't think they're going to shy away. Shout out to my boy Johnny Wonder at Callaway. I think they're going to step up. And um, what does this mean, right? We ain't over yet. I said there's more motherfuckers that are coming, right? Look, there's rumors that Tony Finau's coming. Rumors that Hatton's coming. I've heard a couple other names. Remember, John Rahm's getting his own team. I think the format's going to change a little bit. So, look. If you like golf, and you fuck with golf, you're going to watch golf regardless. There's this corny-ass talk all people give a fuck about is the four majors a year. It's like saying all people care about is the championships when they're watching basketball, football, or baseball. 
yeah, but motherfuckers gonna watch the best play. And let me tell you, five of the best 20 players in golf, or actually probably six or seven, play on the live tour. So I watch both. I'm not gonna start watching the PGA tour. Of course I'm watching the majors. I think the Ryder Cup is gonna have to change the rules, right? Because I'm not gonna have John Rahm, dude who's 29 years old and still fucking crushing it, hasn't hit his prime. It's a lot of hurt motherfuckers in the, you know, in these comments, in these opinions on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Look, it's done. It is what it is. I rock with both sides. But let me tell you, money don't make you a bad person. I've already explained my position, right? But I'm in the middle of talking to some folks. I'm in the middle of a couple deals. And I'm excited. Period, point blank. You know, congrats to John Rahm. Nicest fucking guy. People could say whatever the fuck they want. But I honestly said, you know, I think there was a little disrespect. I think Jay Monahan is a fucking, he's a hypocrite more so than anybody. So at this point, everyone does have a number. 600 seemed like it was a number for John. But again, he's got bread. Like I said before, man. Motherfuckers would join ISIS, the Taliban, for $100 million. Okay. For $100 million guaranteed, I would do some shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Now, would I, you know, disrespect my family, do some silly shit to fuck up my name? Or like, No. You know, there's a certain point. But I'm just saying, like, motherfuckers act like they wouldn't take that bread. You guys are tripping. Um... We get a boxing, we get a, well, you know what? This is quick. Shout out to my Los Angeles Lakers. The LA Lakers are the first NBA in-season tournament champions. It is wild. Like my boy Jordan Winter said, LeBron was playing bully ball out there. I'm gonna give it to him, bro. Motherfucker's almost 40. And to me, that don't seem old, but when you really think about basketball years, yes, old. Okay. He's out there playing out of his mind, right? We're going to get into all the supplements and how much money he spends in a year and all the other shit. Who gives a fuck? Okay. He's out there. I went from the biggest LeBron hater to not being a LeBron fan, but being someone who respects dude, right? But they balled out in Vegas. You know, my question is, it's still early. We need AD to kick in a lot more. And it's time to do this for real. You know what I mean? Before summer. So we can get another chip. I'm actually been trying to get, uh, like I said, Austin Reed started following me a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and watching all the stories. Hits me up when I'm playing certain golf and everything, right? And uh, he had mentioned he wanted to get a membership at Riv. I hate Riv. Great chorus, yeah. But after that episode of part three where I said, I haven't four-putted. That was true. In like 20, 25 rounds of golf, I had three-putted like two, three times. Didn't four-putt. I six-putt at Riviera. And to be honest, it's all right. I'm not a huge fan of Riviera in, in Sherwood. I like LACC better, to be honest, but 
look, I don't give a fuck. I'm down for any golf in LA. You know, it's just a little further out in Palisades. But yeah, me and AR probably get a round in soon, man. I just don't want to fuck up his, you know, get him off his game and fuck with him during the season. But he is playing golf during the season. I see D'Angelo Russell at my country club playing. So, you know, Austin Reeves, if you're listening, it's all good. Let's tee it up. By the way, I think I've said this before, right? I said, Austin Reeves shot a fucking 69 or 68 at Angeles. I know he's playing for at least the Blues. So that's crazy. So now, reason why I'm here in San Francisco. Came here for the Devin Haney fight. And um, tell you the truth, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm a casual boxing fan. You know, I've been watching boxing for a lot of time. But, you know, um, I've watched some crazy ass fights. And I've been watching boxing for over 40 years. Well over 40 years, right? And um, I really know too much about Regis. I don't know how to say his last name. Progry, Prograce, whatever. I've watched Devin Haney fight several times. Lomo, all that. All I got to say is, wow. Fucking wow. Now, mind you, this was the first boxing event at Chase Center. And let me say this. The Bay was outside for this event. Now, first of all, hold on. Let me say thank you to my dog, Jimmy Boy, for inviting me. He's Devin Haney's jeweler. Um, Devin Haney used to follow me. I don't know why. To tell you the truth, I don't really care, but cool dude. Um, I didn't know he was so fucking small, by the way. Shit, the motherfucker's tiny. And, um, you know, we sat row one, front row. It was dope. Ringside. Um, the experience, we got there literally 15 minutes before he walked out. So the timing was perfect. It was packed, sold out Chase Center. Um, we didn't get to check out any restaurants, nothing. There was a bunch of motherfuckers that were there that I knew, uh, Trey The Truth, uh, Marshawn Lynch, um, all kinds of people. But I didn't really have a chance. Like I just, we kind of sat down, boom, didn't get any drinks, didn't get any water, didn't get any popcorn, no snacks, no nothing. Had security, um, some of Jimmy's boys, with us, but the fight from round one, when the fucking bell rung, Devin Haney went to work. He did not lose one single round. It was undisputed. He won every round. He knocked the motherfucker down in the second, third round. I thought he was going to knock his ass out in the eighth round. But Jimmy had bread. This dude behind me had bread. They kept telling Devin to run, telling his trainers to run. You know, um, it went the distance, but realistically, he could have easily fucked his, this dude. Man, this dude had the belt. Like, Regis had the belt. How the fuck you get the belt, bro? Look, Devin Haney didn't break a sweat until the ninth round. He, his face, everything looked perfect up till the twelfth round. So I don't know, man. Good-ass fight. I was sitting next to a dude who fights. He's a professional. I just think he fights a lot of undercards. Forgot his, his face was fucked up. He was talking crazy shit. There was a lot of fan love in San Francisco. You know, I'm outside. There was a lot of people asking for picks. And to be honest with you, I was dodging a lot of people just because I didn't really want to sit and talk. Jimmy, he's like, bro, how you do that shit? I, mean, I feel bad. You know what I mean? And I wish Jimmy could come on here and talk that shit. But he had to run because he had a... Uh, 
a charity event earlier today in, in Texas, so he had to be there. But it was a dope ass moment. To um, it was only my fourth time at Chase Center. Seen two games, and I seen John Mayer there. Anyways, beautiful arena. As much as San Francisco's fucked up in certain ways, it's such a great place in so many ways too. And um, man, I don't know. I, I just got me fucked up thinking about this shit. But yeah, no, it was it was dope. Ran to a lot of people, actual podcast listeners that were shouting me out. People from behind the ropes, for people from you know all over the place. It was cool. People were like, "Yo, we heard you went to Galileo." Fuck you talking about, bro. I didn't go to high school in San Francisco. I mean, I did go to Albany, so you know that kind of. But nah, just people are just like you know speculating. And by the way, I got to give a big shout out to my niece, Vanna. You are a beautiful young lady and my kids love you. Thank you for watching London Rider and Kaya. Yo, Vanna, I have seen you grow up literally. It's crazy that I've known you for, fuck, 16 years of your life. It's nuts. Remember when you were just a little kid, like two, three years old. It's incredible. Thank you for uh, taking care of the kids. But yeah, I was only gone for a couple hours and then, then Jimmy went out to go eat at some Fuzzilla restaurant or some shit. I was going to go, but I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to get back with the kids and just chill. Now, a bunch of people inside the arena were like, yo, you going to the game tomorrow? And I was like, I can't go to the game because I'm motherfucking still banned from Levi Stadium, right? And all they want me to do is, and now that I'm with, not with XL, not with my agency, so my agent can't you know, be like, yo, let me set this up. He's Debo's agent. Be like, yo, let's do this public apology to get you back in there. I don't want to go back in there. One is in Santa Clara. And I'm not big, I'm just not going to Santa Clara. I'm not really going to San Jose like that. I was doing that during, you know what I'm saying, during the strain days, but I just, that just ain't now. And the thank God I didn't. Because I watched that shit on television and it was already painful. Now, it was questionable that Gino wasn't a play. Drew Locke came in there. I just, that ain't the team he should he should have came back with. But we had no choice. You know, did all right. And we had chances where we could have flourished. But there was too much. Too much Ayuk, too much Fred Warner, too much motherfucking Debo. It was, I don't even think McCaffrey was even an issue in this one. It just was so much shit coming at us. And like I said, I do think the Niners are going to make it to the Super Bowl. If they don't, if the San Francisco 49ers don't make it to the Super Bowl, I am going to probably get my Instagram account banned because I'm going to go fucking insane. There's no reason. If the fucking Seahawks had a squad like these guys do with that young coaching, how old is Shanahan? But Pete Carroll's almost 80 years old. This motherfucker's fucking around with Trump age. Okay. So, I don't know. Look, it's a wash. I don't want to hear no shit about a wild card in the hunt. No, no, we suck. If we beat the Eagles, man, bro, I really don't know what to say. But that was fucking disappointing watching it in San Francisco. It's been a minute since we've been swept by the Niners, right? So we went from, I think, 21 and 6 to now, oh no, 21 and 7 to like 21 and 8 now. So they're catching up because we was beating on their ass for a long time. But, you know, I know Miles is happy 
fucking miles. Speaking of which, uh, let's get to a commercial before we jump into this free game. And uh, we'll be right back, y'all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tis the season to get gifts for your loved ones. Do exchange gifts, cards, vacations, experiences, donations, or do you focus on enjoying time together? Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how to give yourself a gift. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And the holidays are a great time to do that. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com baller today to get 10% off your first month. I use BetterHelp, guys. Okay, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. What up, y'all? We are back. Like I said earlier, a lot of memories here in this city. SF is where I low-key found my first love back in college. In high school, I was a wild boy. You know what I'm saying? It's the city outside of Los Angeles that I have taken my family to the most. Yes, even more than San Diego. It's only a fucking hour and a half drive. I didn't say me, but well, no, me too, probably. But I'm just saying like my kids, that type of shit. Um, it's, it's just where we've been the most. Kids love it here. The holidays bring a lot of joy to them. And like I had said, you know, we spent a lot of time here for Christmas and, and we've stayed a lot of places here and there. Just with seeing the gigantic Christmas tree, you know, in Union Square it's also a little trying and weird. I don't try to avoid it. I just don't run to it when it comes to Christmas stuff. You know, um, they have two homes now, two Christmas trees, two sets of gifts, two parents that love them. But, you know, we had a fucking blast. Just randomly, Kai, wake up, Daddy, thank you. I'm like, for what? For taking us here? I'm like, baby, you're my... <laughs> You're my princess. I'm going to take you everywhere I go, regardless. I'm going to do whatever I can for you. And um, Saturday, went to the San Francisco Zoo. Now, I've said this before on the show. San Francisco Zoo is so well-maintained. The actual place itself, as far as like how it's shaped. I'm not even talking about architecture. I'm just talking about like the actual way it is. I don't know why the fuck. It's, it's again, mind you guys, it's... 4.30 in the morning. The layout, the food, the cafes there, Leaping Lemur Cafe is just fucking amazing. And, and like, it's so much nicer than the LA Zoo. It's not even a comparison. It's just, it's crazy. The selection of animals compared to LA Zoo is crazy too. But when you get to San Diego, yeah, you know, you can't really, it's world famous zoo. But I still love San Francisco. You know what I mean? It's right by the beach. It's just a, a different vibe. But we hit the zoo. I still got a residency card, you know. So it's not that bad. I think it's like 90 bucks, 85 bucks or something for four of us. Forgot what it was. 
That's not my issue. The Leaping Lemur Cafe is a place that like, you know, says, oh, we got grass-fed meat, you know, organic this, organic that. They don't use like certain things. They definitely still have Coca-Cola products and stuff like that. But as far as their food, you know, it's different. We see some of the, the snack brands that they got there is different. But like they got uh, vegan chicken sandwiches. They got vegan options. They got burritos. They got uh, flatbread. They got um, clam chowder, of course, and uh, chicken tenders, mac and cheese, burgers, the basic shit. And this time it wasn't like, I feel like the quality wasn't fantastic. Usually, you know, it hits different. My kids still love it regardless. You know, they sell White Claws there. They got ice cream. They got all this shit. And um, we got mac and cheese, chicken tenders, plain cheeseburger, and um, what the fuck else did we get? Hold on. Kaya, London mac and cheese, Kaya chicken tenders, Ryder had chicken tenders. Sorry, Ryder had a pizza. I got the cheeseburger. Right, we got an icy, we got a Coke, we got a Dippin' Dots, three bottles of water, $219. I wish I was kidding. Motherfucking soda was 13, each bottle of water was, was 11. I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. Dippin' Dots was 10, icy was, was 10 probably. I'm just, how the fuck do normal people go outside, right? We hit the aquarium. Again, San Francisco residency, you know, hit them off. The aquarium of the Pacific is definitely, you know, the nicest aquarium in the West Coast. But this one little shark tank actual tunnel aquarium they got here it hits different because these sharks are local they got leopard sharks black tips nurse sharks my kids love that shit they got this little river otter area and it's real small but if you had a good photographer yo speaking of photographers me and jimmy boy need somebody to shoot some headshots of us this weekend if you got a good photographer, holla at your boy. Anyways, the aquarium is just a spot. The boys have been obsessed with aquariums since they were kids, since they were three. They're kids now. I'm saying like, you know, like, and I mean like really they fuck with this heavy. And so we had to go. But more importantly, you know, we want to go to the wharf, check out the sea lions, check out the seals, get to eat a little bit, get that fucking, uh, that clam chowder bowl at uh, Blue Ribbon. What the fuck is that place called? Anyways, clam chowder is hidden. I couldn't do the sourdough bread bowl. I couldn't get that much. Got a cup because, you know, clam chowder give you some real mean gas, right? Super mean gas. But yeah, you know, lunch, Kyle loves calamari. Walked around, took some amazing pictures. As you can see, the Instagram post. And, you know, of course, had to hit Trish's. Trish's is just crazy. Now, the, the dope part is, you know, Universal Studios got uh, Sparky's, Trish's, um, right in the city walk but them fresh hot donuts hit different in san francisco especially on a cold ass day it was cold they had their light little bubble gooses 
right? I had a Letterman jacket with a hoodie underneath. It's cold as fuck out here. It's like, what is it, 40, I think it's 46 outside, but it's a different type of 46. 46 in LA don't hit, like this is just, it's weird. Because again, 77 in San Francisco is hot as shit. 77 in LA is just kind of like, all right, it's cool. It is what it is. Sad I didn't get to hit the rotunda this time. I think that really kind of hurt because, you know, they don't really have the most kid-friendly menu. Now, to tell you the truth, me and Kai could easily eat there. Me and London could, you know, you can get a cheeseburger there. They got the Kobe burger. It's like 45 bucks, but Ryder, there's none for Ryder to eat there. So it is what it is. We didn't walk around Union Square. It was too crazy. It's like dangerous. We didn't go shopping. We did our normal shit, you know, but we did walk down to the world famous Jeffries, of course, the toy store, you know. And, you know, the crazy thing is, I'm showing my kids how important it is to walk into a brick and mortar, family owned place. Because they are big fans of Amazon. They know that their mom or their dad go get them something for Amazon. Put on the cars. You want to touch and feel shit, support something. Might be more here, more expensive. But we're supporting a business. We're here. I hate to see the day that we really just lose all those mom and pop businesses. And they are falling apart. So, you know, got some little knickknacks there. A couple things. It was actually sneaker con in the city. So I think that was Saturday, right? Saturday. There was crazy ass Santas all over the place. From the Castro, downtown, through the Tenderloin. through It was just crazy. And we're pulling up to our hotel. And Ryder was like, is that a lady Santa dad? And I was like, now with that five o'clock shadow on the motherfucking chin. Like, it was just some crazy ass shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, um, we hit up uh, Dave and Buster's, of course, Daily City. Ryder was pissed off because we didn't hit Jollibee. And I just didn't want to go into the Saramonte Mall. Even though it's right there at the corner. I just, you guys got to understand, man. I think my biggest fan base even more so than LA, is the Bay Area. I just didn't want to deal with Friday night, mall, traffic. I got a lot of love for Filipinos and everything. And I do want to hit this spot. Was it Gateway? It's a Filipino spot in Daily City. But yeah, I went to Dave & Buster's, man. Again, shout out to Grant at Daily City. Shout out to Popeye, of course, always. And we had a good-ass time. London hit two jackpots. Ryder hit two jackpots. Kaya was trying to work people with uh, the air hockey. We had a good-ass time. I don't know. San Francisco was lit. It was a vibe. Sad that we're leaving today. And that's it, man. I, I, you know, that was the Bay. I, I, you know, I hope to come back soon. I think we might come back in a couple weeks. I'm not really sure yet. But it's going to be interesting holiday season. I know we're going to stay local. We have plans to go to Seattle for Christmas, but don't think that can happen now. While we were driving, every time we're in an Uber, Uber's playing music. Now, 95% of the Uber drivers, um, so I have a thing with Lyft. I have a deal with them. Can only get picked up. I think I've mentioned this before. I can only get picked up by five-star drivers. So sometimes when I'm in a weird area, I got to use the Uber app because Lyft, I can only have a five-star driver and you can't find a lot of five-star drivers in certain areas. So it could take 20 fucking minutes to get a car. Anyways, had a younger driver that was playing like some blue face music. Not even, I don't even know more than, I only know one song, Tatiana. And I was like, bro, this is what you playing in the car? 
with three kids, music today is so fucking bad. Like Playboy Cardi, his fans are crazy. And that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? I've known Playboy Cardi since he was like 17, 18 years old. And, um, you know, he's got such a crazy cult following. And that's my boy. But I'm just like, the fuck? He dropped a new single on Friday. And I'm like, bro, are you guys, are you guys playing? Like, I can't even listen to this shit. The fuck is, what the fuck is this? I'm like literally confused, right? T Grizzly dropped some new music. I was never a huge fan of T Grizzly to begin with. New music is just horrible. And like, I don't know, man. Some of y'all got to correct me. If I sound like a boomer, I'm talking about if, if you live through a certain era, it goes back to LeBron, Jordan shit, you know, what happens when LeBron's gone? I mean, there's Steph, there's other people, but it's like, you got to think of somebody that can make you forget your heroes. I still listen to Wayne, Jay, whatever. I don't even listen to music that much anyways. But I mean, I can't really, like, my kids will listen to, you know, different music here and there. My daughter likes Jack Harlow. And I ain't tripping. At least his shit makes sense. And that's crazy for me to say this, you know what I'm saying? But, but low key, he's nice. I ain't gonna fucking front. He ain't the greatest actor. That white boy, that uh, white man can't jump shit was terrible. But a lot of this music out right now is so bad. Like, I'm sad that Roddy Rich fell off. I just want music to evolve to shit that we can listen to in 10 years. I don't want this TikTok shit where it's like you listen to a song for. Pretty soon, music's gonna be fuck. Song's gonna be a minute long. Like a full album's gonna be fucking 17 minutes. 10 years ago, like, okay, I wanna listen to music that we can listen to 10 years from now and be like, yo, that shit is still banging, right? And I mean hip-hop stuff. Because 10 years ago, Drake dropped Take Care or was it Thank Me Later. And I guarantee there's at least five, 10 heaters on there I can listen to today. And just weird. No classic shit has been dropped in the last four years. It's all this weird-ass cloud rap. And I don't know. I've tried to expand my horizons and my musical ears. I did this shit for a living. I know times have changed, but God damn. Now, switching gears. Of course, a lot has changed in my life before marriage and now after. Right? But my crew before Jonas or Q was different. They were hooligans for real. And I knew it had to change. And I'm speaking to you guys who got people around you that just, all y'all got is years. You got some memories, but how much substance is there? And some people can't do this, but some people can. But like the crew I had then, if I said, yo man, I just won the lottery. There's dudes in my crew who would be jumping around celebrating, which I, that's cool. And they'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, dog, we won the lottery. Like real shit. There's dudes in my, in fact, where the fuck did I just run into somebody? Where the fuck was I? I just ran into somebody. Oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy, bro. It's going to drive me crazy. Just ran into somebody. Was it Encino? What the fuck? Just ran into somebody who knew my old roommate, Camden Altman. Anyways, 
if I was like, yo, I just won $100 million. Yeah, dude, there's multiple motherfuckers back. Yo, we just won $100 million. Funny part is, if I had to file for bankruptcy, them dudes wasn't going to be like, oh shit, we're bankrupt? Right? You catch that, of course. I don't have to repeat that. I won the lottery. Oh shit, we won the lottery. Hey guys, I'm going through tough times. I got to file bankruptcy. Damn. We going bankrupt? No, that ain't going to happen. People want to reign with me. And when I mean reign, I mean R-E-I-G-N. Okay? But they don't want to go through the reign with me. Let me say that again. People want to reign with me. But not go through the reign with me. All right? A little free game. Sometimes you hold on to loyalty to a friend who isn't being honest with you. Let me explain. Sometimes you hold on to loyalty to a friend of yours who isn't being honest with you because of the years, like I said before. And that's not your fault. It's their fault. And again, these aren't 100% daily occurrences. I'm just saying. Some people are ashamed of their past. They're ashamed of their past acts, right? And they're afraid to be exposed. That's why it's like, I got some secrets or some shit, man. Let me let that shit out myself, okay? I don't want to motherfucking act funny. Like, hey, no, no, don't touch that. Don't do this. Now, I understand with kids and stuff, I got nothing to hide from them, right? There's no porn in the house, no shit like that, right? There's no fucking drugs in the house or things like this. But I get it. If there's alcohol or there's poison stuff, like don't touch this, don't do this. But when it's homies, you really got to take each and every person or situation into perspective, right? I'm a really great judge of character. So when I feel that weird resistance, like I ask myself, hold on, are we there yet in our relationship? This could be homies, dudes, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Did I cross a line? If so... I may feel people trying to hide shit from me after some time, you know? And I get everyone wants the privacy. And just because I've shared some, you know, some deep shit about myself, secrets to them, and they may not be ready to, to reciprocate, right? But if it gets to like a respect thing and that fine line is crossed, I'm out. I'm out. I get to choose what type of energy I want around me. And if it don't align with your shit, peace. I got no hate for you. I'm fucking out. And what I really meant earlier on this bit is it's not so much about grabbing somebody's phone. It's about somebody saying like, oh, did you talk to Steve? Yeah, man. Hey, don't listen to Steve, man. He gonna tell you some shit that's bullshit, blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, all right, hold on, dog. Where's this energy coming from? Because now you're forewarning me about something that Steve's going to tell me about you that's not true. Break down why. They might have concocted some crazy ass thing. It could be actually true maybe, right? I think at this point, depending on that you're running a scam, let Steve say what he got to say. I'm like, I don't want to hear it, dog. I don't want to hear it. I fuck with you and I fuck with you. I'm going to examine the situation and see what's up. And if they get mad, 
nine times out of ten, they're doing some shady shit. Now again, I like to troll a lot. I have discovered the Reels page on IG after I don't know how many years it's been there. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to go on here? But I go on there just to get laughs because the algorithm hits whatever, see golf shit, see funny people get knocked out, whatever. So I notice how fucking sensitive people are and how many people gather each other and they, they care about ratioing people. And I go on there, I'm like, look, who gives a fuck about this shit? That's just my opinion. Now, when I see people all defending people, whether it be fat people, whatever, I see literally it is so predictable to see the type of people that you see defending these people in these comments. Now, again, if you're not happy about your life, do something about it. Motherfuckers are so quick to jump on somebody and not do shit in their real life. It is easy to leave a comment on someone's page. Sometimes I might leave something that may sound hurtful, but it isn't. It's coming from a, you know, from a good place because like I could do it. And I told you, I feel like a normal-ass regular person. So if I could do it and I'm old as shit, there's no fucking excuse for you to do it. Oh, I got this. My foot hurts. Oh, my dad died. Blah, blah, blah. Doc, I heard it all from everyone. That's why I can't sit there. I seen a motherfucker riding a bike with no motherfucking legs. How the fuck am I going to complain about how I feel right now and not record this show? But when people start tripping on every little thing, like, what are you really mad about? Right? I had my head spin yesterday when I'm seeing this stupid motherfucker, Elon Musk, talking about, should I give Alex Jones his platform back to speak? I'll let the people vote. Bro, you control the votes. That ain't no conspiracy. It's the fucking truth. Out of your 200-something million followers, 50-something plus million are fucking bots. Elon's a genius, I get it, but it's just some of the stupid shit that he does. And Alex Jones saying the shit that Sandy Hook didn't happen, and whatever, never really apologizing, and then the people arguing, and it's like, oh, he's a genius, he's more right than he is wrong. That is the dumbest fucking thing to say sometimes because the shit that you're wrong about, you're dead wrong. It's like being, look, well, McDonald's is open from 10 to 10 p.m., 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., or fucking 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, he was right. Okay. Yeah, uh, Jason's mom, um, she murdered 10 people, you know, and she actually works at a strip club. Wait, she does? Yeah, she does. Now, that could fuck somebody's life up, saying some crazy shit, making accusations at that level, and then it's not true. But, you know, he was right about the time that McDonald's is open. Anyone could look up. It's just stupid shit. Now, I can't blame people for the wrong pronunciation of my family name. And some people are probably like, pronunciation? Yang? Actually, Yang is Chinese. Right? In Korean, it's yang. And everyone's Korean knows that. Right? That doesn't mean you can't be angry about somebody messing up your family's name or your name. All I'm saying is I have bigger things to be mad about or not be mad about. Some people take their name serious. 
And that doesn't mean I don't take mine serious. What I'm saying is I think people forget about sticks and stones. And some of that does matter to me. But the mispronunciation of my name isn't going to ruin my fucking day. I was at the goddamn Farmer Century Pro-Am televised and they, the fucking dude called me Ben Baylor in a fucking very important time for me. I don't know if the old white man got confused because he must have been confused because he saw an Asian dude with a non-Wong or Wang last name. But to tell you the truth too, he's reading off something. How the fuck do you not see the ball unless his eyes were back because he was old and thought the first L was an I. I don't know, man. I got over it. I wasn't going to Karen it out, right? I'm not going to be on some Karen shit. That's just not my thing. But people today are trying to tell you why you should be mad. And if you're not, just fucking live your life. (laughs) There's always extremes to that. But again, I got other shit that I can stress over. People don't even know why the fuck they're mad today. They have people, other people telling them why they should be mad. No, you don't need to be mad. All right? And speaking of shit that you don't need to be mad about, look, I have people hit me up, subscribers, and a lot of people. Charleston White's always been a topic of discussion, certain shit. You know, you see him, it's like, whatever. Let me just sum this up for you. A broken clock is right two times a day. Charleston White is starving for attention. This motherfucker went on a known 100% racist dude's show and did a reenactment of the Rodney King situation. The beating. I don't give a fuck if he spoke in front of a city council meeting and allegedly tried to change laws and legislation. Shut the fuck up. No, he didn't. And tried to do better for his people. He snitched on himself, says the cops are bad people, yet he's the person that supports the police and calls police, does stupid shit. Bro, this is the worst type of person you could ever think of. He is running game. He's a scam artist, an ex-convict, hustler, goofy ass, snitch, And just because he spoke like somewhat slick in this one interview with Cam Newton, all of a sudden he's an activist. Fuck out of here, man. I really say this with zero hate, just all logic. Right? He did a comedy show, which is disrespectful there to even call him a comedian. D.L. Hewley posted like, bro, don't take what I do, the craft I take serious, I've been doing for decades, and call yourself a comedian. And he trolled some dude, got his ass beat, and came out, did some fucking, just some buffoonery. Look, someone is going to unalive this dude by summer. He's fucking with the wrong people, keeps saying, yeah, I got no security, this and that, whatever. It's just the dude disrespects Nipsey Hussle, does dumb ass shit. He just wants attention, okay? Keeps doing the stupid shit. Some people think it's an act. And that's the sad part. This is Andy Kaufman shit. Some of you guys too young to know who Andy Kaufman is. And by the way, I've been watching old episodes of of Taxi, right? But deep inside, I think he does want 
motherfuckers to take his ass out. The bigger the platform you guys give him, the more he tries to sound intelligent and somewhat less ghetto or normal. But please believe he would do a sports fucking uh, commentary. He would work for Fox News as a sportscaster if he could. And he'd make some shit up. He is a grifter. Period. All right. Now, as far as shows, watch Raising Canaan. It was cool. But one of those filler episodes, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, filler episodes where you're trying to figure out, he's just breaking down the foundation, all this stuff and everything. That's cool. It's good. I just hate the filler shit. You know, I got to watch this show like three or four times because I'm ready to fucking fall asleep or I got some other shit going on in the background. But anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Sat down with an old friend of mine, Jerry. I've known him for 12 years. He's OG world star hip hop family. I met him through Q. He's got the hottest cannabis brand out right now called Zushi. Like literally no bullshit. He's changing the game in a shitty ass business. And he's asked me to do a collab for years, but I never had the time. And so now we're going to drop some fire for y'all in a couple months. But being here in the Bay, memories, everything is wild. Made me think of my boy, Joel, a.k.a. Hoel. Joel, if you're listening, bro, you really got no idea the shit I need to tell you. We should talk. The year I've had. And I'm going to make some sense, I promise you. But I love you. I miss you. It's been a wild-ass, terrible year. But again, I'm blessed, guys. That's it, man. OC subscribers, I will see you guys this Friday for golf and for the meetup. I appreciate y'all. I have a headache. I am so sick. I feel fucking crazy right now. But yeah, y'all, um, I will see you back on Thursday. Hope everything is good. And uh, I need to fucking rest this voice up. All right, y'all, hear the lakey music. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.